T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here's the 1-1. That Hall swings and drives it. Deep right field. And that ball is going to go. It's gone. And Derek Hall, all he does is homer. Three hits in the bigs, and they're all long balls. How about that? And the Phillies have a 4-3 to three lead. Uh, good morning, everybody, along with my pal Jody McDonald. I'm Glenn Mack now. It is a Saturday morning on WIP holiday weekend. Jody Mack, uh, before we get into the brilliance that is day recall, you and your family got any big holiday plans? Fireworks, barbecues? What do you got, Jody? Uh, that would be an 0 for 2, 0 for 3, however far you're down the list you <laughs> want right? to go. Uh, oh. No, we're, we're, I'm working for a living. When yeah, other people I, take off, yours truly goes to work. Yeah, you are. You are You are the hardest working man in showbiz. I give you credit for that. So last night, as you hear the call from Scott Fransky, with a little percussion from Larry Anderson, just I love every night that Larry's in there. I love that. <laughs> anyway, Derek Hall, it's his, uh, his third career base hit. Another homer as the Phillies rally from three to oh, down 3-0 and win 5-3. Long ball Hall, Jody. That's the nickname they gave him at double A. Right. Ninth player in the last 60 years with three home runs in his first three games. What do you think? Sold? <sighs> Two things. Number one, uh, he becomes the first player to do it uh, for the Phillies. Three first three hits, three home runs in the big league since the immortal Ed Sinicki. Oh, are are, are you on top me. of Ed's work? Uh, um, I, I had never heard the name before last night. To be one hundred percent honest with you, no. And you always, you always, when you think somebody like, wow, what a great accomplishment! I, was the last guy to do it. Ryan Howard was it? Greg Luzinski, you know who was it? Del Ennis. It's like, no, who Sinisky? Ken Sinisky, whatever. Ed Sinisky, Sinisky, who, no. who who played for the Phillies back in the forties and the fifties. And I, I'm being honest. I I should know this, but I don't. But uh, I looked him up, and I now don't feel so bad about not knowing. It because he had all of twenty career major league plate appearances. His appearances. Oh. Appear- that's it. What? He had twenty plate appearances for his career, spread out over three years. He was up he in forty nine. Yeah. Didn't play in fifty. Came back up in fifty one. So that was the extent of his career. So I don't feel nearly as bad as not knowing him. So I looked this stuff up, and you know what's we- I'd never noticed this before. I don't know if that's the case. Um, when you go to baseballreference.com, do you use baseball reference? Oh, all the time. You look up guys? Oh, right. the, the, uh, as late as this morning, as recently as this morning. There you go. You and I both were on it. 
Uh, they give you not only where he was born, which was in Wallingford, New Jersey, but where he died, which was in Old Bridge, New Jersey, and where he's buried in East Brunswick, yes. New Jersey. I had no idea that you could find out where a guy yes. was buried. You go, you go pay homage to Ed Sinicki. Holy yes. mackerel. I could, yes. So, uh, yes. That kind of tells the tale of Derek Hall. Exciting. Oh. Um, <laughs> I hope that this is the beginning of uh, us knowing Derek Hall or Philly fans 40 years from now. Go, oh, shoot, I remember Derek Hall. That it's not just uh, a guy who came and went like the previous Philly who had hit three home runs in his first three games, in his first three uh, hits. Excuse me. Um, I got to give credit to a caller, Mac. Uh, somebody called my show Tuesday night. And said, Jody, what the Phillies need to do is they need to trade Reese Hoskins and call up Derek Hall. And I'm going, you know what Hoskins is. He gets hot. He carries the team. He gets cold. He kills the team. His value is going to be what it's going to be. But how do we know what Derek Hall He's hitting minor league home runs. Well, the guy comes up and proves he can hit major league pitching. And it's only three games. But he has proven he can drive the ball out of the park. And a call is suggested to me Tuesday night here on WIP. I don't know if that's the way it's going to play, but they needed a big bat in the middle of the lineup and for a handful of games. Derek Hall has done a decent job of filling Bryce Harper's shoes. Yes, and I'll respect and I'll appreciate that um, because, right, Bryce Harper is hurt. Castellanos still really isn't hitting. They needed some offense. Uh, and yesterday, they, you know, they, they are now, after winning last night, they're a game and a half behind the Cardinals in the wild card race. We're really just about the halfway point. I think well, they play 78 games, I think the Phillies have played. So right. we're really at the halfway point. But, you know, you look where they were a month ago. And last night started was the first of seven games in 10 days versus the Cardinals. How's that for a schedule? Um, they trail by a game and a half in the wild card. You got to figure they got to go four and three, five and two here, right? Kind of push past that obstacle. Correct. And mm -hmm. uh, you look at each of these series individually, but when you're playing a team that is in your proximity for your, the postseason berth that you want, there's added value. Um, they needed, they desperately needed to get that last game of the Brave series because they had already lost the series by losing the first two and give them credit for putting a 14th spot on the board. But yeah, there's added value when you are playing the teams that you know you're going to be in battle with for a playoff spot, I think. And I know we're just reaching the halfway point of the season, as you just pointed out. It's pretty cut and dry. There's going to be four teams uh, battling for those three wild card spots, and the Phillies are the last of that group. They're the ones that are just on the outside looking in. They're going to stay there. I don't think anybody else gets involved. So it's kind of cut and dry as to what uh, they're going to need to accomplish over the second half of the season to make the postseason. And winning last, listen, that we, we, Jody and I have a lot we're going to talk about today. We have a lot to talk about the 76ers coming up. A couple of good guests as, as the show goes on. But I wanted to start with the Phillies because it struck me as a really good win last night because, to be honest with you, when I looked at the, uh, the, the batting order for the game going in, right, and you had Matt Veerling playing third base, and you had Bryson Stott in the game, and you have all, all these guys, and then – you looked at Bailey Falter starting against Nicholas. Jody, you could not have got me to bet on the Phillies last night no matter what. Falter only goes four innings, but as you tweeted after the game, the Phillies bullpen, often subject fairly to a lot of criticism, was brilliant. Five innings, two hits. Ten strikeouts, ten strikeouts in five innings out of the pen. Yeah. And, and the point of my tweet last night is something that I've been 
harping on forever, basically. Certainly going all the way back to Charlie Manuel uh, when it comes to Philadelphia. But th- this conversation will be had in any town with any fan base with their baseball team. When the guy comes out of the pen and has to protect the lead and he doesn't do it, what the hell was the manager thinking? How could he put him into the game? Why didn't he do this, that, or the other thing? And the manager just gets crushed for it. Yeah, the pitcher that gives up the home run gets crushed for it, too. Ask Jerry Familia about that. Ask Corey Knievel about that. They're not getting a pass, but it's the manager's fault as well, if not more so than the pitcher. Well, last night, the five guys come in, absolutely dominate, all do a great job. I'm guessing there was no mention of Rob Thompson. But Rob Thompson is the one who decided to put each and every single one of them into the spot that he did. Sir Anthony, the eighth, rather than the ninth, and gets the job done in the ninth. Does anybody ever give the manager credit and say, wow, that was strategically smart on the manager's part? Of course not. They get the grief when it doesn't get done and the, the pitcher comes up small. But when it does get done, well, that's, of course, that's what he's supposed to do. Like every uh, secondary manager sitting home would have done it the exact same way. And, and let me give people the numbers. 215-592-9494 to reach us and talk about this. Um, and you mentioned Sir Anthony in the eighth. And I thought that was the best movie made because Sir Anthony, I think, is moving into the closer role and I think he's going to be good at that in the second half of the year. But sometimes the smart move by the manager is not just automatically save your closer for the ninth. And in the eighth inning, the Cardinals had Goldschmidt and they had Arenado, who were just two killer. Well, Arenado only hit for the cycle last night <laughs> and completed it there. But And it was a, a, a little bit of a weak cycle. I disagreed with the you. single was. It was a bad yeah, scoring that. decision. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. But a home run's a home run and a you know, triple's a triple. Whatever. A weak cycle is still pretty damn good night. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he brings in Sir Anthony in the eighth to face Goldschmidt and Arenado, and I was impressed by that. Again, it could have backfired, but it didn't. It was the smart move. Brand Hand gets him out of the ninth, and uh, it was it was a really fun win. Uh, again, contributions from from Mickey Moniak. I'm not counting on that too much. Matt Veerling, who made a second start at third, made an error. Um, it it was a very unlikely win, and if you're going to get to the postseason, Jody Mack, you need those unlikely wins. 100% correct. And, yeah, Veerling threw the ball, the one that ended up being the debatable play. Yeah. I, I, he almost got it into the stands on a fly. Uh, it was like a throw from right field. His mind just went back to his outfield play, and he absolutely uh, threw one uh, only, I would say, 15 feet above Reese's head at first base, and they gave him a single, which was weak. Uh, but he, I, I'm actually impressed that he plays some decent infield defense. I thought that was such a desperation move that they put him there just because they had roster shortages. He hasn't been terrible. He hasn't been mm-hmm. great, but he hasn't mm-hmm. been terrible either. Uh, but you're right about uh, Moniak. Got his second RBI of the year last night, Glenn. Woo-hoo! That's What's huge. The, second to, RBI. Yeah, I think he's up to 130 in the batting <laughs> Batting average. I know. I know. I know. But hey, you know, a win's a win. Uh, yeah, you have to love it. Um, let's sneak on a call here. I think this is our old friend Rick from Easton checking in. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Hi, my friend. How are you? All right. How are you? My two uh, favorite uh, talk show hosts. How you doing, Jody Mack? Very good. Appreciate it. Good to hear from you, Rick. Appreciate it. Listen, guys, I don't know what was what's more amazing, that fireworks display last night or the fact that the Phillies are playing like they're having fun against Milwaukee and St. Louis, the two contending teams for a playoff spot. I can't believe I'm saying this. 
with a center fielder playing third base, and you just mentioned the batting average, three starters are hitting below 170. It's incredible. You know, you, you lose a starter, the bullpen shows up maybe once every two or three games. Now they're starting to be more consistent. Ten strikeouts. Unbelievable. You just mentioned that, too. By the way, I didn't realize the St. Louis Cardinals, which is obviously one of the great drafting baseball teams in the history of the game, it's like a Mets game. There's like so many St. Louis fans out there. But, you know, questions I had were, and I would have lost money because the Cardinals were a one, minus 145. I would have bet anything on the Cardinals. I, you know, I'm, I'm just being honest. I would not have bet Bailey Falter against Mikolas in that game. No, no way. No the way. Guys, you know, and also the analytics, you know, would have had Rilla Muto come up late in the inning with a man in scoring position, righty versus lefty, and they let Stubbs hit, and that worked out. But it's just incredible how this team is really playing with, with like they're trying to have fun. God bless them. Who knows what's going to happen? They just don't have enough if they don't get Harper back. Can I ask you guys a question? Sure. And Jody, you're a big baseball guy, too, and Glenn, you're amazing. But And I usually don't do this because you know I'm very critical of Philadelphia sports and the way they drafted over the years. But – you know, guys, there's over 100 numbers that you can retire. And I was looking at these numbers, and when I see Matt Veerling wear number 19, and I wear C. Stout wearing number 5, you know, if I told you the Phillies could pick up three players tomorrow that would play 10 years in Philadelphia, would average 30 home runs and 90 RBIs, and both of these players would get us a ring, would it be so terrible to retire Number nineteen for Lazinski and number five for Pat Burrell. I would do not. Some, I would have to be a whole I, I, I would to retire not. number. What are your thoughts? Uh, and thanks for the call, Rick. Um, you and I don't know. We ever talked about this over all the years we worked. I believe that Rollins, Utley, and Howard's numbers should be retired from that team, which is a lot. I'm certainly not going Burrell. Hamels is kind of close, but close not. Um. You grew up in New York, Jody, where the Yankees have retired half the numbers between 1 and 60. What's your thoughts? Yes. Um, I, I don't want to let someone else make this decision for me, but I'm going to use it as a baseline. To me, for me, to get the consideration of your number being retired, you have to be a legitimate Hall of Fame candidate. If you make the Hall of Fame and a good chunk, if not all of your career was spent here in Philadelphia and the team doesn't retire your number, what the heck are they thinking? That's just ridiculous. You've achieved that level of status within the game. Your team should acknowledge you and should retire your number. But you've got to be that kind of close. Pat Burrell is, gonna, is one and done. His name pops up on the Hall of Fame vote, and he's out after a year because he didn't get 5% of the vote. No, he was part of a championship team. No, he's not a retired number candidate. And I know Bull is still part of the Philly family and the barbecue down at the ballpark and everything. No, he's no. one and done. He shows up on the Hall of Fame ballot, and then he doesn't have a second year. That's the level that you would have to. Now, you pointed out the Yankees. They have those kind of players. Yeah, Paul O'Neill's number is retired. Well, they have great players, but they also they retired like Paul O'Neill's number. And uh, he, Paul O'Neill's wasn't. He was a really good player, but not special the way you're defining it. Right. And the other thing Paul O'Neill did was uh, he was part of three championships, not one, 
three championships. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a great run, and that's why you're right. If there's a guy you look at the list and go, yeah, maybe not, Paul O'Neill would be that guy for the very reason that you just stated. Uh, but I am a really tough, I guess it would be greater as to where you're going to put the line for a guy to get his number retired. Uh, I think you need to hold it to very, very, very high standards. Uh, well, here's the tough call for the Phillies that they, that they decided to retire. Would you have retired Roy Halladay? Yeah, because he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, and, but again, I don't want to pass three and a half along, years but... here. Two good ones, two and a half good ones. Yeah, I yeah, I think he was here long enough. Okay, all right. Not not a slam dunk like Mike Schmidt, but he's a Hall of Famer who spent an important part of his career here in Philadelphia. Uh, yes, I, I, I'm okay with the retiring of uh, All right, Royale. so I don't believe Rollins, Utley, or Howard will make the Hall of Fame. I don't know if you think any of them will. I think Jimmy's got a shot. Okay. I would retire all three of those numbers. I don't want to see somebody else wearing Jimmy Rollins' number or number six or not. Utley, you, you want to see a number 26 on some utility infielder? I would prefer not, but... Uh, and and some teams do this from time to time. They will unofficially retire somebody's number. That they won't make it official, but it'll be well known throughout the organization. We don't give this number. Not for spring training. Not when we've got uh, every number being occupied between one and ninety-nine because we got minor league guys coming up. No, this number never sees the field. And then you have a period of time, be it twenty years, twenty-five years, so that guys who are Big-time fans of those players maybe are no longer rooting for the Phillies, and we know the reason why they wouldn't be that you may be able to issue it back in. Uh, I, I don't want to see anyone wearing their numbers. Let's put it in my lifetime or your lifetime because we would fall into the group that I'm referring to. Yeah, I think the Eagles, if I am correct, the Eagles never officially retired Randall's. I'm going to football for a second, but just right. I think it's a, a fair comparison. Sure. Eagles have never retired number 12, but I don't think anybody's worn it since Randall. Same exact uh, way to handle it. And football is a whole different conversation because yeah, you got fi- you got a 53-man roster as right. compared to a 25, so it makes it more difficult, uh, and you need to be a little bit more judicious about it. But that's how I would handle it. If they retire him, you're not going to hear me say, what the hell are they thinking about? No, it's fine. It's their business. Um, but I, I would just put them all in mothballs for me if uh, the Phillies asked me how I'd handle it. Okay. 215-592-9494. We got through this segment without talking about what I thought we'd end up talking about, which is the Sixers made some moves as the draft and free agency took place this last week. We will do that coming up. Along with Jody McDonald, I'm Glenn Mack now, Saturday morning on 94W. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink think what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. UIP. 20 seconds to go. Embiid posting up. Tucker bodies him. They're going to have to change their comportment real quick. Well, Jody, they changed their comportment. And if you can't beat them, sign them. Uh, The big story of the week, the Sixers draft and free agency and uh, what they do, Jody, they revamp, retool. They added depth. I guess that's the fair way to say it, right? They added some depth. Uh, I'll go so far as to use the word upgraded. Okay, upgrade's did they, nice. Did they hit the ball out of the park? Did they lock themselves in as a NBA title contender? I'm not going that far, but uh, to this point, before we ever get to the Kevin Durant conversation, uh, I would say, yes, the Sixers upgraded, which is certainly better than going backwards and also an improvement over standing still. I'm a Tucker fan, and I have been for, oh, shoot, it seems like two decades. That's how long he's been in the NBA. And he checks a lot of the boxes as to what this team needs going forward. A three-year contract for a guy who's sneaking up on 37? Yeah, yeah well, that, that that's... does question that a little bit, but they're in it to win it this year. All right, so let me let me go through the deals. They, as you just say, they signed P.J. Tucker, who has beat them before with the Heat. Three-year deal, 33 mil. It's a high price, uh, $9.5 million this year. And, yes, uh, this deal ends. He's going to be pushing 40 years old. He's a free agent. You overpay when it's free agent. Uh, average 7.6 points, 5.5 rebounds last year. But he brings you other – he brings you skills that don't always show up in the statute. He is a physical presence on defense. He can guard a lot of positions. We just saw how well he played against the Sixers in the playoffs. Uh, they had Daniel House, which everybody will spell wrong, and Trevlin Queen, who was really fair to say Queen's a developmental guy. Uh, and and Doc Rivers has never had patience in developing guys. He's Doc's big on those regular season wins. And what it says to me is what I think you were just implying, which is the Sixers' window to win with Joel Embiid and James Harden is is now. And so if it took a three-year contract with Tucker to kind of make the most of this short window, they'll they'll take the, the bad year at the back end of the deal. They have had zero, I believe this is correct, yeah, I know this is correct, zero second-round series wins since 2001. 
The fan base is tired of it. I'm sure management is tired of it. Let's make a deal, speaking specifically the Tucker deal, that's at least going to try to get us past the second round. That is my read. Don't know if you've seen any differently. I do. And your uh, stating of the uh, history and the facts is right on. And I always annoy the process servers who believe yeah. that Sam Mickey did what he did. Yeah, they love they, both of us. <laughs> they have not gotten past where Doug Collins got them. Yeah. Doug Collins got them to a seventh game of round number two, and that's how far the post-process Sixers have gotten. So that doesn't say a whole heck of a lot as to how it's worked out. Um, yeah, that they're taking their opportunity as a team that's got pieces. And, oh, by the way, Celtics got better yesterday with the Malcolm Brogdon trade. Yeah. Giannis is still going to play for the Bucks next year, which is a major issue because there's not a player in the league that can stop Giannis. Uh, so it, it's an uphill climb, but you rather than make it than just stall out where they were at, I give Daryl Morey credit. And here's my one question, Glenn, and I tweeted out a bunch of this, and uh, we, we knew we, it was speculated that it was coming during the early part of the week when I was here on WIP at nights. Um, James Harden did him a real solid by opting out and at least reportedly agreeing to a contract that will be less than what he could, 47 and change million. Rumors are he's going to sign somewhere in the mid-30s, and it'll only advance the percentage-wise that it can each year thereafter. He and Daryl Morey do have a, a very good relationship, and apparently he's doing the right thing that he thinks for the 76ers, if he had taken the 47 and then gone free agent next year, could he have made more over time? We'll never know. But why hasn't that been announced yet? Over the last the new deal? Yeah, the last 48 hours since free agency started, there's been about 172 transactions in the NBA. And one of them isn't that James Harden has re-signed with the 76ers for X amount of dollars and X amount of years. Uh, no, we've got uh, uh, Mr. Pompey coming up later. Maybe he'll have insight to this. I'm just a little nervous as to why this hasn't been announced yet. Uh, I don't know. And it is a fair question. We'll talk to Keith Pompey of the Inquirer at noon. Uh, Ray Didinger is going to join us at 1120. Jody, Ray called me this week. He wants to do a movie review. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so he's, he loved. Well, I don't even want to give it away, but he, he, he saw a movie he really liked. Um, I don't know the answer to your question. And I, the premise is fascinating to me, which is – that James Harden, to be honest, I did not expect that James Harden was going to be the guy to take less money to help build the team. And you got to respect either. that, right? Yep. Okay, so here's the cynic, and I'm not the first to suggest this. Is it James Harden, philanthropist and great human being, or is it James Harden, smart businessman, because we all know his skills are eroding. I mean, we certainly saw that after he came here and during the playoffs. Um, he gets most likely, at least what has been reported, a three-year deal out of this for less money per year. But he ain't—he's not going to have to switch to cheap cigars and scotch. I mean, he's—he's no. going to end up with <laughs> what a hundred plus million dollars for those three years. So maybe it was the smart financial move for him: take less up front and get a bigger deal, get a longer deal. Right, and uh, Keith Pompey is a very good NBA insider. I know a, a bunch of them. I had one on my uh, CBS show last night, Matt Moore from The Athletic, and I, I have opinions on all these NBA guys who get inside information. And Jake Fisher from Bleacher Report is a pretty good one. I've had Jake on mm -hmm. as a guest before. He's pretty well tied in. 
Last week he said it looks like Harden's going to opt in and sign a two-year extension at max dollars, so look for about a three-year $150 million deal. Well, if he's only going to get mid-30s, you can only increase by 8% every year. Yeah, we're looking at about three years, $100 million. Mm-hmm. That's a $50 okay. million dollar difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. not chunk change here we're talking about. If that's what his deal ends up being, as to, and again, it was only a report, but it was reported it could be upwards of 150 I, I got to give him props. Uh, the, the, again, you're right in that we're not going to start a GoFundMe page for him. Not necessary, but... I think he did a real solid by the 76ers. Could they? Could, uh, uh, the, the NBA, and, and I'm sorry to be ignorant on this. I apologize for that. But the NBA salary cap rules and, and are so complex to me. I was learning yesterday that you can't trade certain guys for certain guys. Yep. Could the Sixers have just said, all right, well, look, we'll take it. You, you know, if you, if you want to opt in for this year, we'll pay you that, and then we'll just say goodbye. See ya. They could have, but then uh, Harden might not have opted in. He might have opted out and said, oh, yeah, I'll go elsewhere. And then you don't have the money to replace him because you're already a cap team with Embiid making what he's making and Tobias making what oh, he's I making. Yeah, I just, so, it's so confounding that you, that how, how limiting it is. Are you better like off a, with James Harden for three years or, or with James Harden for no years? That's what it came down to. Right, and, and that's what I'm asking you. And you, as an objective observer, can have an opinion on that. But the only one whose opinion matters is Daryl Morey, because he's the one who's going to make that call. And I do believe that Daryl Morey has a higher evaluation of James Harden than John Q. Public Sixer fan has. So even though we may think one thing, the guy who's going to make the official call thinks another. And I don't even know that he can separate himself from his overall beliefs and his rooting interests and the fact that he's got a relationship with James Harden. Yeah, and as you suggested, you're over a barrel because if you just say goodbye to him, you're still screwed against the salary cap and you can't replace him. And and the one thing that you can't sell the fans is – well, we're losing James Harden, and we're getting nothing, and now we're not even going to get past the first round of the playoffs. So, hey, buy your season tickets. So, yeah, they're 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 between a rock and a hard place. And and I listen. I'll praise Harden more than criticize him in this. I, I, I as you said, there's not going to be a GoFundMe page. I will not nominate him for the Nobel Peace Prize <laughs> for his uh, magnanimity here. But I will, I will praise him that it gave them the opportunity to do something. Uh, and, and I do think they are better than they were. Uh, you remember when Rich Kotite coached the Eagles, Jody, I think you and I were working together Correct. in those days and Rich Kotite brought in every former jet he could find. A lot of guys you rooted for growing up. Yes. Uh, they all, they all switched the color green from, from the jets green to the Eagles green. Well, Daryl Morey's kind of replaying those hits from Houston, right? Oh, yeah. With, with Tucker and house and Harden and, and, uh, DeAnthony Melton, who we haven't talked about. That stuff always worries me. Whenever you try to get the band back together like that, it just that's that's a tough one. And oh by the way, the Rockets were good, but I don't see their championship banner hanging anywhere either. Well, it isn't only like with Elijah one, right. Right. You're you're going to the Warriors and trying to pick guys off that team. Uh have won four championships in X amount of years, eight years. Uh no, the Rockets had some playoff success, never even made it to an NBA final. So that isn't the team that you pick out and go, Oh, we've got to get as many of these X players as we used to. Kinda of like Go Titan the Jets. Yeah, the Jets 
that's what Diddley Squad, but uh, he, he did uh, bring in a co- Do you don't remember the Ken O'Brien quarterback? Oh, I sure era do. Fondly? Yeah, no. Uh, that, okay. Oh, I remember it. It was Ken O'Brien, and there was the other quarterback that they picked up uh, who was a carpenter when oh, the Matt year. Oh, Matt Ryan. Matt oh, Ryan. Both. Pat yes. Ryan. Not Matt. I Pat wish it was Ryan. Matt Ryan. Pat Ryan, the year everybody got hurt. Yeah, they, <laughs> Pat Ryan. All right. Uh, just real quick. We still have to get to this, which is the biggest dream of all which is Kevin Durant has requested a trade off the Brooklyn Nets. God, what's it? it's it's going to be his third team in 4 years. He's he's he is I saw this is not my original line so I won't take credit. He's the Larry Brown of NBA players. A little bit. Yeah. Um reportedly the top of his list is the Phoenix Suns, the Miami Heat. I don't know that they're going to be able to do it. I don't know. Uh, first off, ha, 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 to the Brooklyn Nets and Ben Simmons. Uh does not bother me that they are a mess. I saw the odds come out. You and I, um, I think, get the same odds from Bovada every couple of days in our email um, that listed the Sixers as 12-1 to 1 to get Kevin Durant, which puts them 3-6-8th among the favorites with Phoenix and Miami uh, being 1-2. Got a shot? Is yeah. It, is it a pipe dream? It's it's a long shot, but it's a shot. It's not a zero percenter. Um, if you put Tobias Harris, who's going to be the guy who's going to make the money work, and you got to get close enough to be able to get it done. Uh, there are other players making more money that do less than Tobias Harris in the league. Not a lot of them, but there are some. Uh, so Tobias is one of those legitimate guys who could be included in a trade, who you're going to play and have as part of your team going forward, Nets or anybody else, where they would trade him. Uh, he's not a needle mover, but he's not a guy who you look at as a deficit. Oh, we have to put him in a deal to make the money work. So he's unique in that spot as per his talent in the league right now. Tyrese Maxey's got to be the key guy, gotta and be. nobody wants to see Tyrese Maxey playing anywhere but Philadelphia. But if you want arguably the best player in the NBA, as big a diva as he may be, that's what you got to do. You got to give up a player as good as Maxey. So when you start with Harris and Maxey and add to it, the biggest reason why it's the, the Sixers are down on that list, Glenn, is they don't have control of their own draft picks. Yeah, They've moved enough of them that you can't trade two years in a row. So they don't have the draft assets to make that type of a deal. But if you're talking about Maxi and Harris and Thibel, at least you're in the conversation. I think there'll be someone who will offer more. I don't think the Sixers will get them. But it isn't like, oh, they got no shot whatsoever. Long shot. I think the odds are actually pretty accurate. There are five or six teams that are probably better positioned right now to get Kevin Garnett. Yeah, it's 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 Tobias Harris. It's Maxi. It's it's every draft pick you can trade, which you know every every other year for the next ten years. Um, and I think the longer it takes, the better shot they have because Daryl Morey is the kind who who kind of waits in the wings. Uh, and if other teams just have a tough time making the deal, then maybe the Sixers do it for everything you said, Thibel, as well. I think it's really slim. Um, I would hate to see Tyrese Maxey go just because I think, like most Philadelphia fans, I've fallen in love with the guy. He's sure. just such an energetic, fun, likable guy with a great upside. But I can't argue that, you know, wherever Kevin Durant goes, he he changes the dynamic. I'm talking about of the whole conference. Um even he's what thirty three now, something like that. But right. you, 
If you put him on the mix here, they are certainly conference favorites. Um, and as much as I would hate trading Maxi, it's their best chance to win a title. The deals they made the other day are designed to win now. I don't know how you know long Joel Embiid's window is, but to me, it's it's always kind of year to year. So as much as I would hate the 21-year-old who the city loves for the 33-year-old who a year after that could say, like, you know, I want to go somewhere else, you would have to do it. I don't know that Durant has any interest here. As we said, Phoenix and Miami are the places that he's talked about. Um, I think it would take a while. But, you know, you know, Maury waited out when he traded Simmons. That's the great example of his patience. Right. When everybody said, come on, do it, do this, do that, throw in Maxi, And he didn't. And he ended up getting, well, I don't know if it was a great deal, but he ended up getting the best deal he could. So, yeah, I guess it makes sense. You know, And he, here's one of the reasons why I still give the Sixers a, a puncher's chance in this. Not a great one, but a chance. The, it, the story breaks the other day, and no one saw this coming. comes out of left field. Durant has gone directly to the owner of the Nets and stating that he doesn't want to be there anymore. And it is the empowerment of players' age in the NBA, more so than any of the other sports. It's certainly in other sports as well, but the NBA more so than uh, any others. Um, and one of the first things that is reported, and everybody goes scrambling for inside info and off-the-record comments and the like, one of the first things that comes out is, and the Nets will trade him to the team that gives him the best package. In other words, we're going to trade Durant. We don't want to trade Durant. We're kind of taken aback by the fact that he's demanded this trade, but we're not going to just kowtow and trade him to his place of choice if they're going to undersell us on what we're going to get back in return. Um, a lot of times players can do that too. dictate not only uh, well, Harden did it with the net with the Nets last mm-hmm. year. He didn't want to play for Houston anymore. And, oh, by the way, I want to uh, I'll accept Philadelphia. But my number one choice is to go play with Kyrie and KD. And boom, that worked out. So the player not only got to dictate that they were going to be dealt, but then also pick out exactly where they're going to go. The Nets got it out there pretty quick that they're going to trade him to where the deal is the best. And if the Sixer deal is the best, I think Durant would be willing to come here. I think he knows Philadelphia is a good spot. It's a good town. It's a pretty damn good team. The biggest hurdle might be that I did a spot in New York on the radio, so I talked to a, a net source that I have. It doesn't work there, but covers him on a day-in-day basis. He's got good ties to the organization. And he said, Jody, the reason why after Harden came to Philadelphia, they made the trade. Simmons went up there. I checked him my source. And he said the, uh, the problem wasn't Irving and Harden. It was more Durant and Harden that those guys had fallen out of like with each other and that they had issues with their practice habits and this, that, and the other thing. So there's going to have to be some mending of the fences between Harden and Durant if this trade is going to come down. But I think the Sixers' offer is going to be competitive with others. You just kind of touched on it. We'll get uh, uh, Keith's take on this because I didn't even know this rule, Glenn. I'm supposed to know this. The designated rookie rule. Yeah, that was you can only have two guys on that fifth year second contract. I, I'd never heard of this before, and no. I follow the NBA, and this was news to me. So we get Pompey to explain it to us. You know how sports has just kind of turned into math, Jody. A little bit. It's it's so it's so frustrating. Anyway, two one five. Five nine two ninety four ninety four. We'd love to hear from you. We talked about the Phillies in the opening segment. Great win over uh, the Cardinals the other day. 
By the way, the caller brought up something I want to I want to ask about, which is um, why are there so many Cardinal fans everywhere? I don't get that. We'll talk about that too. Uh, and we are talking about the Sixers, the moves they made, and the move that they might make. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. He's Jody McDonald. I'm Glenn Mack now. Hey, are you tired of dealing with your old drafting windows and doors in your house? Maybe it's time you finally go Guida. The great people at Guida Door and Window will help make your window and door replacement project more affordable with their buy one, get one half off sale. For every door window you buy, you get a second one at 50% off. And you can mix and match the savings to suit your own needs. Buy an entry door get half off a storm door. Buy a patio door, you get 50% off a window. If you need to replace all the windows and doors in your house, you can save 50% on half your project. The more you need, the more you save. Plus, God is making it easier for you to afford your project with no money down and interest-free financing for up to 18 months. Act Now offers for a limited time only. Restrictions apply. For full details, call Guida today. Schedule a free, no-obligation, in-home estimate at 1-877-GO-GUIDA or visit them at GoGuida.com. That's Go, G-U-I-D-A.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. With Jody McDonald, I'm Glenn Mack now. Saturday morning, 94 WIP. Phil's four, I think 405 star, right, against the Cardinals today. There you go. Uh, 215-592-9494 if you want to talk to us. We'll get to uh, the calls in just a sec. But, Ray, caller brought up something in the in the first segment that I have noticed, and I guess was an issue at the park last night, which is it's always a lot of Cardinals fans when they come on the road. When the Mets play here, I expect to see Mets fans. I mean, there's Mets fans in New Jersey. It's an easy drive if you want to come down from New York. Um, that that makes sense to me. Cardinal fans? What? what that St. Louis is what, 1,200 miles away? Understood. Uh, and you scared me there for a second because you what? said Ray. I thought maybe Oh, it was, I'm sorry. Uh, I you thought know, it was the segment that no, Ray's going to come out and give I us uh, what, what we're watching. I'm going... Did, did I just get uh, back here and not have my headsets on? Uh, I, I, should I say hi to Ray? Yeah, it's 21 years, Jody. It's going to happen every once in a while. And I'm going to pimp you for it every yeah. time you do. And I, I, With a smile on my I face. i tell you the time you I called my it. wife by the wrong name when we were yeah, dating. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah it's it. not good. <laughs> if you do this long enough, yeah, you're going to uh, deal yeah. with I've had. Hey, uh, I remember I was with you one time and you're like giving out phone numbers. I'm going like, what? What, what, what the number station you work for that? 
<laughs> We've all been there and done that. So uh, we do we do yes. it with a, a laugh in our voice. Um, no, the Cardinals are a national team. They have been, and they have been for a long time. A, they've been successful. B, they've had some very good players, a Hall of Fame level type guys. Uh, so you're going to get your fans that live somewhere other than St. Louis, not a hometown fan, want to be a contrarian. Cardinals are as good a team as any to latch on to because they go to a lot of World Series if you're anti-Yankee. It's it's the Yankees in the American in the American League and the Cardinals have been the most successful team over the course of decades if not uh, centuries. Uh, so I get it. It's, it doesn't, doesn't bother me. Uh, that's uh, good on, on their fan base that they uh, do travel well yeah. and they do have fans in other towns. Nah, it's my least favorite team in the National League. Well, that's Why? not true. I mean the Mets, I guess, because they're the Mets. Um, because you know why? And I suppose this is going to be petty when Scott Rowland went there and described it as baseball heaven. And I do believe having met St. Louis fans, having been to that town, that ballpark, uh, having a few friends from that part of the country who are, I think that St. Louis thinks of itself as baseball paradise and my answer is, yeah, well, bleep you. <laughs> Which I realize, Jody, is not is very small-minded and petty of me. Mm-hmm. But we, our, our emotions are what they are. Uh, how much do you think Roland plays into that? Did you feel that way before Scott Roland said what he said? No, I, but I think it's because I was not aware that St. Louis viewed itself as this exemplary town where we know more and our fans are more appreciative. And and, and part of it, I know, is because I have a couple of friends who said, oh, Philadelphia, you're fans. Hey, boo Santa Claus. We're, we're not that type. So it's it's partly yeah, role and partly my friends. Here's, here's where, uh, yeah, I got to tell you, you're coming off a bit as a snob. Oh, yeah. Everybody thinks that about Philadelphia. It's not just St. Louis. Colorado yeah. fans feel that way about Philadelphia. Chicago fans feel that way about Philadelphia. Yeah, but nobody Arizona ever described, fans feel that way about Nobody Arizona. ever described Arizona as baseball heaven. Well, no, but you, you said the big part of it was that the fan base looks down at Philadelphia. Everybody's fan base looks down at Philadelphia because of the stupid Santa Claus and uh, and J.D. Drew actually went there and played for the Cardinals for a good period of time. So the whole battery thing comes back up again. I, I don't single out oh. St. Louis. Yeah, I left out J.D. Drew. Excuse me. That's a, yeah, that's a big put part that, of my argument. Yes. You can put that into the mix, too. Here's the reason why I'm not on the same page. And La Russa. Hated La Russa. Uh, yeah, and oh my God, uh, him walking guys with uh, two two strikes on a batter. I, I I did not like that idea with the White Sox uh, two years ago when he decided to bring him out of mothballs to run mm-hmm. the team. But I want to get off on a Lou Russa tangent. Here's where, and it's all personal, and you, you're taking it personally and have a personal look at it. I do too. My father went to St. Louis, and he won a World Series in. Oh St. well, Louis. okay, sure. And he really enjoyed his time there. And said it was a great town with a great fan base to work with. And he had the ultimate championship uh, success and winning a championship and a parade and everything else. So, yes, my, my the, the prism that I see it through is, yeah, they are kind of what they're cracked up to be. He's got a ring. <laughs> he did. I suppose if I had a ring, I'd view it differently. Yes. But, you know, okay. Anyway, I hate that. I hate that city and that fan base. and. My Fred Todd Hopkins, if you're listening from St. Louis, that one was for you. <laughs> uh, let us go to uh, Neil in the Northeast. Good baseball man. What's going on, Neil? 
Yeah, it's interesting your point of view because, you know, St. Louis, they won, you know, like 10 World Series title. You know, I think of when they had Carlton and Gibson and Lolig, you know, like in the 60s. And, no, no, Lolig was on Detroit, but they had Carlton yeah. and, 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 and... Well, well Gibson and Carlton, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, Red Shandy's, like, for years oh, as the manager. And, and I guess Pujols and Xavier Medellina and, and Wayne White. But how they drafted and getting... You know, like sort of mid-market, getting three three million people. But I, I could understand being bitter about Scott Rowland and baseball. Having no doubt about. Well, I didn't that. describe myself as bitter, but you did, and I. It's probably a word I can't really dispute too much. So there you go. It's personal, Neil. You th- there has to be teams or fan bases that you just don't like, just because you don't, right? Well, to be honest, I'm. I'm not a Yankees fan, you know, like because after 27 like World Series and you know the the, the money that they put up with the Yes Network and you know to, to buy titles and uh, mm-hmm. you know just commit to like A Rod and you know it'd be interesting. Jody, do you think it's a given? You know, like after that, Aaron Judge is back with the Yankees, or you don't think it's a given? It's damn close to it. Oh, you want me to, yeah. set, want me to set a percentage ninety. 90% chance he's back with the Yankees, 10% he's somewhere else. Yeah. Well, about the Phillies going forward, I, I think, you know, Hall's definitely a big addition. And, you know, contra- you know, Nick really has to start hitting. You know, but I'm hoping, you know, so far Reese has got hot the last couple games. And actually the bullpen's doing a decent job. Maybe um, positions are better, like, a, you know, under – Thompson, you know, he has them, you know, like ready for the position. Well, that's what and, Jody that's what Jody opened up with, which is the bullpen pitched really well last night and has been doing better. And you give the manager credit for saying, Okay, it's not just gonna be Corey Kniebel in the ninth inning, we're gonna move guys around. And it's been working. So yeah. Wanted to add this on the Phillies uh, mix, Glenn. Uh, and you, you talk about putting the blinders on as a Phillies fan. Um, this is what uh, passed through my mind last night. Did you see Castellanos loaf down the first base on the yes. ball that fell in last sure night? Sure did. Yeah, not good. Nope. But within a couple of pitches, he does an absolute perfect read on the pitcher, takes off, steals second base, no throw even necessary because he had already stolen it. I, I And this is, again, probably cockeyed optimism from a Phillies fan. Uh, I was hoping that woke him up, that he had screwed up and he knew he screwed up and that he said, I got to get the second base to try and, like, make up for the fact that I lollygagged it down the line, which, oh, by the way, he would have been good with uh, Tony La because the White Sox have decided they're not going to really yeah, run Yeah, that's hard an odd thing going that, forward. That, that they're doing. It's an odd thing that they kind of, that it got to be known. He came right out and said it. It wasn't like it leaked out either. I, he's he's sitting in front of the accrued media and goes, oh, by the way, guys, you write this if you want to, but let me tell you ahead of time, we're directing our players to not run hard on routine ground balls. Uh, so, yeah, that's what happened to Castellanos last night. So if he starts to get hot, if he I, – I don't think he's the type of player that needed that self-motivation kick in the rear end. But if it happens, I'm going to get very happy about it, that it plays out that well because they desperately need him to pick it up. Yeah, that's trying to find a uh, silver lining on a pretty bad play last night, but I did think along those lines. All right, last thing I want to say about the fan bases because you, you've always been 
a more rational, level-headed sports fan than I have. You, you tend not to carry grudges, I believe, as I do. You look at things less passionately and more rationally. Is that a fair That's statement? That's fair enough, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Other than rivals, right? We all have the, like, you know, I hate the Cowboys. People in this town hate the Giants. I mean, it's, it's what we do, right? That That's expected. That's part of the thing. Are there any teams, Jody Mack, in any of the four major sports, which are not your team's rivals, but you just don't like them? No. 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 Plain and simple, no. Yeah. That I, that, and I'm, I'm hoping I'm understanding your question the way you're asking it, that it's part of what you're, you're looking for is it's somewhat irrational. That you shouldn't despise them, you shouldn't hate them. You shouldn't well, there's no great reason that they're good. It, it, it's not, you know. Again, you're you're an Eagles fan. You're going to dislike the teams in the in the NFC East, right? It's the, there are the teams right. that rivalries are rivalries, right? right. A rivalry is sure. a rivalry, but a team that's not a rival, but you just don't like them. Because the Cardinals, the St. Louis Cardinals, have always been that for me. I always root for them to lose. Always, yeah, no, for all yeah. the reasons stated, from JD Drew and Tony Larusa and Scott Rowland and the baseball heaven and all that load of horse pucky that I just can't stand him. No, no. I don't have a team like Nothing. that. Not one. No, not mm. off the top of my head that I can come up with and go, yeah, when they beat in the one year where my team advanced and they beat us in the championship round and we don't have a rivalry with them, but, God, they acted like entitled idiots. No, I can't come up with one off the top of my head. Mm. Okay. Well, there you go. I'll throw that in the mix. I'm just yeah, I, I don't think I'm the only one, one that feels that way, but maybe I am. I don't know. No, right. oh no, 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 no. You got company. I can guarantee you you got company. All right. If you are uh, one of those people who who likes to view sports with a degree of irrational hatred, let us know. 215-592-9494. Uh we've got uh some good conversation about the Phillies. And your Philadelphia 76ers will throw the Eagles into the mix. Coming up in the 11 o'clock hour, we will talk to Ray Dinsher. I may call him Jody. It's possible. But we will talk to him. Ray's got a film review that he wants to do. Called me. Said he's got to review this movie he loved. At noon, Keith Pompey joins us from the Inquirer to talk some hoops. But we do want to hear from you. 215-592-9494. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.